Well, I'll tell you what I did just for you because I love you. Um, To do a little research to make this more practical and more on point, I went ahead and uh, got into a poker game Friday night just so I could relate a few stories to you about what it really means to be. And I play play poker from time to time. And, you know, it's funny. There's a bunch of of guys from here, actually. You know, I learned something, really, Friday night. Um, I had two parties to go to. I went to that one first. And... um, um, I thought, you know, I thought everybody liked me. And, and because they would always send an email out and, and nobody would respond, then I would respond, I'm, I'll be there. And then everybody would respond after that. I'm going to say, I'm the life of the party. They're not going to go unless Rich is there. And then they always want to sit beside me, you know. And um, I thought, oh, that's just because they like me. And then they was like, they want my money. They, they, they all, I found out they all said, I'm coming after they found out Rich was coming because they know I'm a sucker. And then they make fun of my playing cards and all that. And, then, and they all want to sit beside me because they know they sit beside me. Their chances are better of them getting, getting some money. So, so um, it was kind of a disappointment all the way around. But I did go all in a couple of times just so you don't. If, you, if you're not a poker person, uh, basically all in just means you're putting it all out on the line. you got all these chips in front of you. And in our case, one, some were worth a quarter, some were worth 50 cents, some were worth a dollar, and a few were worth $5. So... Um, it's $20, $20 buy-in. You get all these chips, you know. And, and so then when you really feel like you have a good hand, or in my case, if I just really feel lucky, because, I mean, I went all in one time with, t- uh, with two fours, and they're like... <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, well, no, I'm not a sucker. I mean, <laughs> the problem with this sport is, if it's a sport, is if you're an optimist like me, you know that next card is yours. You know that's going to come up just the way you need it to be, and it didn't happen. But um, so, so I did all the things. So, so my, but the metaphor that we're using, all in, is basically this. That is that you, 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 you just say, I'm not going to just be a quarter in. I'm not going to be 50 cents in. You got all my chips. I'm all in, baby. You know, here we go. And um, that's what we're talking about. That's, that's the, the metaphor that we're using in terms, of, in terms of our walk with Christ, in terms of our relationship with Christ. I would put it to you this way, are you all in, or are you just putting a quarter in every so often? Maybe 50 cents, or maybe you think you're really good, you put in a dollar every so often. I don't mean just in money, we're going to talk about money in two weeks, but, but I don't mean just in money, I mean in terms of everything, who you are. So that's what it is, all in, and, and really the question then comes down to, um, what is, you know, when one goes all in, he's putting everything in there, how does that look for that particular believer? And we're going to look at five different subjects, today we're looking at worship, Next week, Clay's going to look at gifts and talents and abilities. What does that mean if I'm all in with the gifts and talents and abilities that I have? The following week, two weeks, I'll be talking about money, and we need to talk about money. And uh, don't worry if you're a visitor. I'm not going to sit here and hit you up and beat you up or anything. I just want to show you some, some, some pretty cool things in the Bible. And then after that, Clay will be talking about spiritual growth. And then the last Sunday, five-week series, I'll be talking about when you're all in in terms of your relationships, earthly relationships. So that's kind of where we're headed with this, but today we're talking about worship. What does that mean, to be all in, baby, in my worship of God? And, and, and how does that look, and what, is that, what does that look like? Is it just something that we do on Sunday? I think Steve explained that very well for us in the video. Uh, we can do that both horizontally and vertically. Um, not something we use once a week. It's not just a churchy kind of thing. Really, I'm going to show you a word here in just a moment. I want to read both verses 1 and 2 from Romans chapter 12. It talks about worship very clearly. It uses the word, and I'm going to show you the word, excuse me, I'm going to show you the word in a minute. But let me just, just follow along with me. Romans chapter 12, verse 1, and then verse 2. 
So, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Did you, let me go back to the end of verse two, 1. Excuse me, the end of verse 1. This is truly the way to worship him. Let me talk to you just for a minute about that word, what it is in the original, in the original language. Um, give you a definition from, uh, from uh, a lexicon. This is a, it's a Greek word that refers to any ministry performed for God, such as the priest and the Levites in the Old Testament. They were the priest. Um, that's what they would do. They would perform this, this particular word, the same word that they use. They would be like making sacrifices. This is the, they would be worshiping with sacrifices. The same word he's using, only he's not using about sacrifices in terms of like Old Testament stuff. He's talking about sacrifice of just your life, giving your life to God, giving your life to Christ. Um, his point is that Christians are high priests, and they're identified with the great high priest, which is Jesus, who is Jesus, um, and a believer's offering of his total life as a sacrifice to God is therefore our sacred service. That's what we're talking about here. So here's what I want to do. I'm going to show you what all in, I'm going to try to show you what all in worship means. What does that mean? How does that look? And I'm going to show you three very simple concepts. They're simple concepts, but you dig underneath them a little bit, they're pretty complex. Three very simple complex, excuse me, simple but complex concepts um, from these particular verses in Romans chapter 12, and uh, just to kind of get you to think along that way with me. All right, first thing is this. When we are all in in our worship, the first thing that happens is that there is an awareness of God's presence. There is a, a continual awareness, actually, of God's presence. Let me show you that verse that we just read in a different translation. This is the message paraphrase. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. You get the concept here? Getting on the train, getting off the train, you know, going to work, got this going on, getting home, doing this, going to go to the club, play a little golf, go see your friends, go play poker, whatever you do. He says, let your whole life point to one thing, and that is, I'm, I'm basically, I'm all in for, for, for Jesus. I'm all in. You know, everything about me is affected by my relationship with Christ. That's what it means to be all in. Um, it, you know, it's, it, and this is an important thing. It, it, if we're all in, obviously, our worship is not just something we do on Sunday. It's how we live our lives. It's simply a part of who we are. Our lives, this is an important concept to grab because our lives are not divided up in parts. This is the work side of me. This is the the club side of me, this is the family side of me, this is the church side of me. We have just an integrated whole here. And, and what he's telling us is our worship is, is, is a whole too. It's not just, if we're waiting until Sunday morning to come to church and worship, we're waiting to worship on Sunday morning, well, we're missing the point. Certainly, I hope that'll be part of it. But it's also something, it's, it's just how you live your life with a continual awareness of the presence of God. Um, by the way, it's one of those things that when you really understand this, it's kind of hard to get into too many, too many sins because if you're continually aware of God's with me, it kind of affects some of the things that you do or don't do. Playing golf with this guy. 
not recently, obviously, but um, I don't know, a couple summers ago, and, and he was, you know, I, I've almost wondered if it's okay if I lie when people say, what do you do? Because as soon as you throw out the, the, the P word, pastor word, um, it's like, okay, you know, you know, oh, God, I've got to watch my language, okay, i got to do this, and I'm just like, you know, dude, just hit the stinking ball, leave me alone, okay? Um, and uh, he hit, uh, he was just, he was horrible, and uh, and uh, I, I mean, I'm okay. He was horrible, but it, it, he was just, you know, putzing it around and, and uh, had a bad attitude and everything. I didn't say anything. I was being, I was being polite and, you know, trying to be worship God there on the golf course like I should. And um, and he had some nasty shot. And he just just a whole string of expletive deleted shot out of his mouth. And, and then he looked over at me and said, "Well, Pastor, glad we're not in church, huh?" Oh, 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 oh. I said, how would you like to have a three iron right up here? No, I didn't. I, I, I thought that. I didn't say it. Um, but but it, it just, it reminded me. It reminds me every time I think of that story about how a lot of people, I, I don't know if he really thought that way or not, but a lot of people do think that way. Well, I'm not in church, therefore I can let this go. No, that's not, that's not worship. That's not what we're talking about here. All in worship is, is wherever I am and whatever I'm doing. My life is, is, is a poured out offering to God Almighty. Because I'm all in. I don't have a quarter in this thing. I don't have 50 cents. I got the whole, the whole ball of wax in this thing, following Christ and what that means. So that's the first thing to stop and think about, just an awareness of God's presence. And I'm all in. Second thing is just an awareness, awareness of God's blessings. Let me show you this. This is cool. This is, I'm going to, again, show you the same point of the same verse that we just read earlier. Again, this is in, the, uh, this is in a different, uh, well, no, this is in the same translation. I'm going to show you a different translation in a minute. Um, but here's, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all that he has done for you. Because of all that he has done for you. Okay? Let them be the living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find. Except because of all that he's done for you. So, my, and that's in verse 1 there. And, and my point is this, being all in in our worship means that we live our lives ever mindful of the cross of Jesus Christ. Ever mindful that no matter what I do, no matter where I go, I'm thinking about, I have a Lord and a God who loves me, who went, lived his life, suffered, died, rose again, just for the forgiveness of my sins. And on top of that, he's blessed me in ways beyond measure with love and grace and peace and a bunch of other stuff, too. Don't even worry about the material stuff right now. That, too. But aside from that, you just blessed me in so many ways. So, so the point here that you need to stop and think about is this, is that when we are, when we are all in in this thing, we are constantly aware of, of, of God's blessings. There's just a, a, a constant thankfulness for the blessings of God. And, you know, every day, we, I don't know, you've you got to think about it. Is every day we have choices. Either I'm going to live a, my life in a thankful manner or I'm going to, you know, in a thankful manner that embraces life and all the blessings that come with it and the burdens that come with it and, yeah, sometimes some of the bombs that come with it. I mean, I'm going to embrace that or I'm going to crawl through life kind of in a miserable, weighted-down, cranky, complaining kind of way and, and try to share that with everybody I can. And we all know people like that, don't we? They're miserable, and they're just more than happy to share their misery with you. So, you know, the, the whole thing, <laughs> let me read this to you. This is great. Um, 
By the way, thankfulness is, thankfulness is displayed in how we, treat, how we treat the undeserving, how we treat the deserving, how we treat those who might deserve a whole lot worse than, 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 what, than what we're going to give them. It, it, thankfulness is reflected in all those ways. It's displayed in how we live, how we talk, sometimes even our tone of voice. You know, when you hear that little whiny voice, you know, you know, probably not a thankful voice, you know. Um, Henri Nouwen put it this way. Gratitude as a discipline involves a conscious choice. It is amazing, I love this part, it is amazing how many occasions present themselves in which I can choose gratitude instead of complaint. Think about that. It's amazing how many occasions present themselves in which I can choose gratitude instead of a complaint. So many times we would rather choose the complaint. That's not a thankful person. I was uh, trying to think of a good way to illustrate this. I, I was looking... Um, and I thought of something. that I looked at some notes from 07, 2007. If you were here, it was in November of that year that I did a, a series, a four-week series on thanks. We, call we just called it thanks. It was about Thanksgiving. Of course, that was Thanksgiving month. And I did a whole four messages on, on that. And um, I, had, I had, at that time, I, I designed. I didn't, I didn't, I'm not even, I, I didn't even remember this. Okay, so if I don't remember it and you were here, you don't remember it. Okay, that's just how I think. So I'm going to do it again. Bears repeating, kind of like, you know, an old, oldie but goodie, so to speak. Um, this was Rich's 12-step revealer of the thankful, okay? It was pretty good, actually. I was surprised. I, I, I was surprised I wrote it. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I stole it, and I don't remember stealing it. But anyway, um, I think I wrote it. But this was, this was, I did this on 11-25-07, just in case you're taking notes and keeping track. So I, I, what I did is I put, I put down the thankful and the unthankful and the contrasting qualities, just to kind of... Kind of get in there with you. You should think about that with me, all right? So the first thing is the thankful. I mean, and the, again, these are, these, are, these are, some are shallow, some are superficial, some are not, but they're just symptoms and, and just sort of, you know, scratching the edge of the surface. And I realize that. Some of these overlap. I understand that too. The thankful, they smile a lot. The unthankful. Got that brow curled, you know, fr- that, 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 that brow kind of, you know, they, they, they frown a lot. Thankful or have good humor. The unthankful, they're just ill-tempered people. Always mad. You know, they say about some guys, he's even-tempered, he's always mad. Um, the, the, I didn't think I was going to get that. Uh, the thankful. Compliments. They give a lot of compliments. The unthankful. A lot of whiny, a lot of complaining. Yeah, yeah I don't know if you know that, but I mean, com- complaining is the exact, exact opposite of being thankful. Thankful or sought out. Do you know anybody that you know? They're just always just very thankful people. I mean, if it goes out and it's raining and it's dark and it's nasty, like, oh gosh, it sure could be. It's a great day. It sure could be worse, you know? They're just Those are the kind of people, you just sort of seek them out because you know you're going to be encouraged by them. I mean, we all have some friends like that. On the other hand, the unthankful, they're just, they're not sought out. They're avoided. You know anybody like that? Don't go over there. The cloud will be up and boom, you know. I mean, I, believe me, there's, somebody asked me one time, they said, can you, can you avoid a person in a room this size? I said, oh, yeah, you can avoid people like that. Do it all the time, yeah. <laughs> not you, of course, just, just so you know, not you, yeah. Um, the thankful, they're cheerful. 
the unthankful, they're grumpy. The thankful have, have joy. The unthankful are just miserable. The thankful, just sunny and chipper. The unthankful, they're gloomy, often victims. There's victims. You know, people are like, it's always a victim. You can't believe what happened to me. You know? um, it goes on. So, jovial, thankful. Again, not a personality thing, just a, they have some, some jovialness to them, much like the cheerfulness I talked about. Uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, the unthankful, what are they? There's a wet blanket. You know those people, right? Just a proverbial wet blanket. Thankful are positive, the negative, and, and, and the unthankful are negative. The thankful are hopeful. That's a great quality, being hopeful. The unthankful are hopeless. You get around them and just, wow, you didn't know the world was, you know, just going to hell in a handbasket. You didn't know that, you know, and you had to hear that from them. Wow. The thankful are, are, have abundance in their lives. The unthankful, just sparse and barren. And, of course, the thankful are forgiven. And it shows in how they live. The unthankful, they're just guilty. They're just guilt-ridden people all the time. So where are you? You say, well, I've been there on both sides of that a few times. Well, that's, that's what we strive for. That's why we strive to, to stay on one side of that column as much as we can. You know, H- Henry Ward Beecher, a great old preacher, he said this, and I just, this is just such a great quote. The unthankful heart discovers no mercies, but let the thankful heart sweep through the day. And as the magnet turns the iron, excuse me, as the magnet finds the iron, so it will find in every hour some heavenly blessing. Just such a great thought. The unthankful, they don't, there's nothing good. The grateful, they'll go through the same, you know, two people go through the same day, same stuff, same circumstances. One comes out, oh man, life is just horrible. And the other one, oh, isn't life great? And I mean, we all know people like that. It's amazing. And he's saying the person who's all in in their worship is one of those people who certainly, certainly is, is, is aware of God's presence all the time, but, he's, but, but he or she is also aware of God's blessings all the time as well. Third thing, when we're all in, there's an awareness of our lifestyle. This is pretty, this is pretty hard right here. It's pretty hard stuff. There's awareness of our lifestyle. You know, th- th- by that I mean there's a consistent living out of, your, of, your, of the workings in your life, a consistent living out of what God's doing in your heart and in your life. Um, and this is a painful process sometimes because it, it, it involves self-awareness. And self-awareness, like a mirror as you get older, is not kind. It's very painful. And um, yeah, you ever do, yeah, I don't know, you, most of you are too young to experience this, but sometimes I'm looking in the mirror like, what happened to you? You know, what happened to the young, strong stud muffin <laughs> with, a, with a, you know, with a ripped, you know, Six-pack abs. I never had, I never had six-pack abs, but, you know, I can dream, can't I? Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, a, a person, a, a, when you're self-aware, it, it, it can be very painful because you've got be, to deal with some of your blind spots. And you need somebody to help you, and you've got to listen to some people sometimes who love you and who, who want what's best for you. It might be your mate. It might be a close friend, you know, or, or, or someone like that who would just say, you know, and just speak truth and, and give you the hard message. Because we all, we all have to hear that hard message sometimes. And it's never fun. Believe me, it's never fun. 
So when I talk about this, this, this all-in worship, it's not only awareness of, of, of God's presence and an awareness of God's blessings, but it's an awareness of your lifestyle. And here's what I mean by that. Watch this. this we're going to go to the message paraphrase version of, 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 of Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And it's just really, watch this. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you. Quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out in you, develops well-formed maturity in you. Listen, beware of sinking into that non-thinking attitude of when my behavior and my attitudes are too much driven by those around me, the culture around me. That's the, wrong, that's the wrong influence right there. Be careful with that. Now, certainly, I'm not talking about things like, I'm not saying we all need to join the Amish and dress in black clothing and so forth and so on. So I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about valuable morals and values that you may have compromised on over the years. Now, listen, if you're rethinking some things, that's fine. We all should, should, should grow in that, in that regard. But we need to ask ourselves, am I, am I, is this thing affecting me in the wrong way? And there are many things that might do that. You know, you want to be culturally relevant. You hear that term around here a lot. We want to, as a church, be culturally relevant. We do. But there's such a fine line between, between being culturally relevant and being, being so influenced by the culture that we lose our way. I was talking to a, um, one of our young ladies. You, you, some of you aren't going to like this, but I don't care. Um, <laughs> she, uh, we, it, was, it was one of, the, one of our group's things, and it was afterwards, and, and, and I just noticed how she was dressed, and it was nicely, but a little provocative, I thought, for a 25-something-year-old. And um, I said, so what are you doing tonight? And, and I know, and I have this kind of relationship with her where that we can just be real honest, okay? And she's not, you know, younger than my youngest, so that gives you some idea of the age difference. And, and I know she needs guidance from time to time, so I'm there to give it. And um, she said, well, I had a date tonight. She does this online dating. This is so weird to me. I've got to tell you this. I know as I'm out of my generation. It's online dating. And I know nothing sinful about it. I'm not saying it's wrong. And I hear all kinds of stories about it, and incredible stories. I do have one question. Why do women, I'm told women put in, uh, usually women more than men, put in a picture that's 10 years younger. I'm like, well, that's stupid. You're going to get busted as soon as they meet you, you know? How, how smart is that? Uh, anyway, I said, so you had a date tonight, some online thing, huh? Yeah. And of course, automatically, I'm skeptical. I said, you went dressed like that. A little provocative, a little, I mean, a little low cut, to be perfectly blunt. And uh, she said, yeah. I said, I'm not happy about this. And um, I, look, I know you think that's inappropriate for a pastor. I, somebody needs to tell him, okay? And so uh, I said, what are you trying to advertise? I, I was kind of brutal. I, was, I, I really, I, and I had the kind of relationship that I can do that. Well, I said, well, the, I, don't care, I, I don't care what this, I don't tell you exactly what I said. I said, I don't care what the culture says. I don't care what they say you should wear. That's inappropriate. And uh, we, we had a nice conversation about it. And, and, and <laughs> mostly one-sided. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, we had, we, we, and she's fine. And she was fine. We're, we're still buds and everything. But, I mean, sometimes we need people to help us think through some of those things, wherever we are in life. You know, and sometimes it's, it's, it's behavior. Sometimes it's, 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 it's 
other choices that we might be making. So my point is this, be aware of your lifestyle and the changes. Well, in our culture, okay, that's great, but where are we going to draw the line here on this kind of stuff? See, when we're all in in our faith, how we live and the changes that take place in our life are driven from the inside, not by the outside. And that's important for us to realize. That's why he says, you know, you'll, you'll be changed from the inside out. Because God's working in your heart and in your mind and moving you in a different direction. And we, have, and we have maybe stronger values and stronger mores and so forth. But it's not because somebody says, you've got to do this. Maybe they do. But more important than that, it's God working in your heart and in your life. It's, it's one of those things. I mean, so think about that. Has culture affected you? I mean, it's just one of those things we have to stop and think about. I'll tell you something that, something that I've been dealing with. It's just... It hit me about a year ago, roughly. Some things leading up to that, and even some things more recently since then. That everything, and this is, this is, I want you to know, I've lived in the Midwest, I've lived in the Southeast, I've lived in Colorado, I've been pretty much around, I've lived in a lot of places, I've been very fortunate to live in a lot of places in our country, more so than any place I've ever lived, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty much in, in, in the culture here. Um, alcohol is a bigger deal here. You can't go anywhere where somebody's not trying to serve you a drink. And listen, I'm not, trying to, I'm not a teetotaler. I've cut down considerably. I'm not a teetotaler, and I'm not trying to rain on the women's, women's uh, wine and cheese night on Friday night. I don't think I'm, <laughs> only thing I'm ticked off about that is I'm not invited. But, but um, I'm, not, I'm not trying to do any of that stuff. I just want it's just, just a simple illustration from, from my own life. So it hit me, you know, in the last year or so, everything I do, everywhere I go, even a four-year-old birthday party, somebody's here, hey, how about a drink? How about a, how about a drink? How about a drink? And I'm like... Good gracious, that's not true, you know, anyway. So, so example, Friday night I go to two parties, okay? Um, I do that a lot. I go to two parties in one night a lot because I am the pastor of parties and golf and hanging out. And, um, <laughs> and I, you know what I did? And I, 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 been, I do this more and more these days. I, I, I just had water. Is it because I have a problem? I don't, know what, I don't want to find out if I have a problem, to be perfectly honest with you, because I probably would. But, but it was just, I, I, I said to myself some time ago, I, I got to be able to at least prove to myself, I don't care whether anybody's watching or not, that I can, that I can, you know, and, uh, and it was fine, you know, you know, Perrier's great. But uh, my point is this, sometimes our culture says, this is okay, this is okay, this is okay, and then we got to stop and step back, well, what's, I'm being conditioned here. If I have to have a drink every time, every time I go to any party, first of all, in my case, you're going to be rolling me out because I go to a lot of parties. But, but even, if, even if that's not the issue, we have to be able to say, what, what's happening here to my values? And some of you who are in recovery understand exactly what I'm saying. On this. I'm not, and I'm not talking about people necessarily who have an alcohol problem. I'm talking about just let's stop and let's, let's, let's be sober, not, not sober that way, but just take a sobering look at some of the things that go on in our life. How is culture affecting me? And maybe it's in this area, maybe it's in another area, some places that I go that I need to step back from and say, I'm not sure this is really good for me. Hearing things in this particular place that I don't need to hear or seeing things that I don't need to see. My point here is this. All in. I'm not just putting in a, a quarter. I'm not just putting in 50 cents. I'm, I'm going all in, baby. When I, when I go all in, it is going to make me a, more aware of the continual presence of God. It's going to make me more aware of the, of the blessings of God, and it's going to make me more aware of my own lifestyle and any little 
subtle changes that might take place that might not be the most healthy thing for me, if not outright wrong. May God give us the wisdom, and it takes wisdom and judgment to be able to figure that out. Let's pray together. Lord God, we are grateful for the opportunity that we have to stop and think and pray and and reflect and and be be alone, listening to our conscience and and maybe even that still small voice, and certainly others who love us, listening to them to help us as we think about just an awareness of our lifestyle. God, help help us to be all in continual understanding and and, and acknowledgement of your presence, a continual thankfulness of your blessings, and a continual continual involvement in looking at just our life. Thank you for Jesus who came and lived and suffered and died and rose again to give us the ability, to give us the ability to have a relationship with our Creator, with our God. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.